Have your Bibles turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 for a few moments. I want to preach a message entitled, Thou Shall Not Be Discouraged. Thou Shall Not Be Discouraged. Amen. And uh, we're going to see some things tonight to help you that are discouraged. Some of you are here discouraged. And if not, uh, why are you looking that way? Amen. No, uh, some of you have been through some tough times. And uh, I've talked to some people this week that's really going through some pressure and trials. I think about our veterans in this uh, after they come through the war, as they've seen some things you don't want to ever see. Uh, and uh, Brother Howard brought that up about his son, Ted Turner, that's going through this uh, PDTS, post-traumatic trauma syndrome, I think it's called, and it's real, it's real, and um, you can't sleep at night, you can't do anything, uh, because of what you saw, what you had to do as a soldier, and so it's on the grace of God our soldiers come back with any kind of peace of mind, and uh, Joshua was that way, uh, he'd seen some things he shouldn't have had to see, uh, he was Moses' assistant, and he saw some things that... Uh, the Lord knew would probably very, very much discourage him. We can let the past poison the present and ruin the future. And I don't believe we ought to just praise it away like the charismatics do and say it's not there. It is there. And it hurts. And it has hurt. But I believe God wants us to use everything we go through for his glory and the furtherance of the gospel. And I believe it's so sad. There's some people tonight that are home depressed when they ought to be in the house of God because I'm going to tell you something, there's nothing more soothing than the balm of Gilead, the oil of his spirit and the, and the word of God to comfort and strengthen and give a person a new perspective and that's what we need, amen? Somebody said that uh, worrying was talking to yourself about what you could never change and prayer is talking to God about what he could change if it's his will. And so a lot of times we talk to ourselves and we pout, and we panic, and we murmur, and we, we wilt away in the wandering of the wilderness. And that is not God's will. And three times in this opening chapter, it's amazing that it repeats the same encouragement, not to be discouraged. And I think it's wonderful that God puts repetition in the Bible, because that's for emphasis. If he repeats something twice, you better take note. But if he repeats it three times, whoa, 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 you better take note. And I'm going to tell you something, friend. If the devil can get you discouraged, he'll defeat you. He'll defeat you. And there's a whole lot of people discouraged. And I'll give you some reasons why you're discouraged and reasons how you can, over, how you can overcome discouragement. How many need this message? Say amen. And then all of you can say this. How many know somebody that needs this message? Well, we're all spiritual, praise God. We know somebody that's really in bad shape. We got it together. No, we ain't got it together. It's only the grace of God you're here tonight. It's only the grace of God you don't have the stomach virus. <laughs> that ain't funny. Look at y'all listening. The flu, uh, this pestilent disease pandemic is a forecast of the tribulation. Y'all say, well, you're over-exaggerating. We ought to, we ought to low, you know, low-key this thing so the stock market will go up. Stock market, nothing, I'm telling you. Jesus is coming soon, and he's getting us ready for pestilence, which is malignant disease without cure. I just pray it stays out of Georgia. 
Amen? And stays out of my family. It stays out of your family. But I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people going through the battle between the ears, depression. The battle of the heart, emotional wrecks. And folks, I want to tell you it's real. Depression's real. Depression drives people to kill themselves. Depression drives people to kill other people. Uh, to hurt people hurt people. That's right. Hurt people hurt people. We had a good message by Brother John Anderson on that about 20 years ago at the awesome preach in August. Can't wait till this year. It's our 20th anniversary. We're having people sent out of this church. Joshua chapter 1. Let's stand on the Word of God. I'm just going to read three verses, 6, 7, and 9. The Bible says, Be strong and of good courage. For this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Now Joshua is going to take the place of Moses as I preached on this morning. And I don't want to review, but for you that's in junior church, thank you for being faithful and being back on Sunday night. And I appreciate your faithfulness being preschool church also every Sunday. And we're going to give you some tools to help you there in just the next few weeks. But look at verse 9. Brother Larry's life verse. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Boy, did Joshua need that. And then one other verse, verse 7 I skipped. It says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. You may be seated. Father, thank you for the great song service, beautiful music. Thank you, God, that we can worship you in spirit and truth. Uh, God, tonight, thank you for the choir practice and the good spirit there. Thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost prayer meeting that we had. What a blessing. I do pray for Ted Turner. And I pray for God for all those that's facing surgery, all those that's going through chemo, all those that's fallen and hurt, home watching. God, just so many people sick with this virus going around. Lord, I pray for our country. Uh, Lord, we deserve a plague, but I pray, God, you'd be merciful. Uh, Lord, it's bad when China kicks out missionaries out of their country. Sometimes I wonder if you're not just taking your hand completely off that country. And Lord, it started for the worldwide pandemic. God, we're not pan panicking, we're praying. And God, we're not over-exaggerating. We just know that the Lord's coming soon, and we better be ready. And God, in these last days, I believe the devil's working overtime to discourage and divide the church. Discourage and divide the home. And discourage and divide the man of God that wants to lead as a Joshua to their flock. Lord, I know so many preachers, so many of my friends, they're out of the ministry because they got discouraged and the devil divided and devoured them and their homes, their marriages, their children now. Lord, please be with them. Thank you for a church that's been such an encouragement to me over the years. When I'm down, they don't kick me out, but they encourage me and pray for me. 
help me by being so faithful. So Lord, please use this simple message. Stir our hearts. Challenge our hearts. And fill our hearts with the spirit of encouragement, which is the person of the Holy Ghost. Well, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage, we see God has appointed Joshua. Our Joshua is Jesus. Amen. Law will never inherit the uh, promised land or the abundant life. But he spent several years at Moses' side. And as he was there, he saw the rebellion and the disobedience. Forty years wandering, a generation passed away. Died in the sand. Died in the wilderness. He saw a group of people while Moses is spending time with God on the holy mount and hearing the voice of God through the burning bush. They're building an idol. They got rock and roll music going on. They got a drunken party worshiping a new God and even one of the leaders helped build it. That's discouraging. He has seen the challenge on Moses' authority by Korah. And he's witnessed the attacks by the enemy over and over and over. It appears that Joshua might be afraid. He might be discouraged. He might be like a lot of PKs and a lot of preachers and a lot of assistant pastors. If this is what the ministry is about, I don't want it. And there's a lot of people, because their daddy has been abused and hurt, the family's been starved and put in some pastorum and the husband dies and the poor widow has no place to live is one of the most redundant things I think a church could ever do is not provide for the widow. They say if that's the ministry I don't want any part of it. And I thank God that our church has made our life a great journey. And that my son's not afraid of the ministry and matter of fact he wants to be more in the ministry because of the way you treat the man of God. And I believe, friend, it's so sad today that a lot of churches have committees to keep the preacher poor and keep the preacher under their submission called deacons. That's nothing but uh, a devilish committee of men that don't know what the word deacon means. It's not some chairman of the board. It's not some group of men that's going to try to keep the preacher humble. It's servants that beat the devil off the preacher's back and beats the devil off the uh, preacher's wife's back and the children's back and encourages them. Amen. Amen. Thank God our church is set up right. And if it's not, it's my fault. That's for sure. Joshua must have said, man, alive. I have to take the place of Moses with this group of people, with this rebellion, with all the enemies, with 40 years of saying no to God and not possessing what God's called him to do, and him and Caleb, Caleb was the only people that had enough faith saying, hey, <clears throat> they're like grasshoppers, praise God. 
they are mincemeat. I don't care how tall they are. I don't care how um, uh, wicked they might be. God is able to take them. Let's go take the land. And they wouldn't do it for 40 years. And so I want to give you what the Lord gave Joshua right off the bat, pardon the expression. Don't be discouraged. Or in biblical terms, be of good courage. Be strong. Don't quit. Because don't be afraid. Because the Lord thy God is with thee. First of all, discouragement comes through unbelief. Disbelief in the word of God. I want you to look at verse 2. It says, God's word to Joshua. Moses, the servant is dead. Now therefore rise, go to Jordan, thou and all thy people into the land which I give to thee, even to the children of Israel. That's God's word to Joshua. Man, when a preacher has a word from God, it makes a difference. When we have the word of God and we believe the word of God, it makes a difference. We'll be successful, we'll be prosperous, we'll just have victory. It says, into the land which I give thee, verse 2. It said in verse 3, every place. Verse 5, no man will stand. Verse 5, as I was with Moses, I will be with thee. And I'll not fail thee. That's a word from God. And folks, we have the word of God. And God's word to us is that we can have life and life more abundant. Say amen. amen. And if you're not living that kind of life, you are living beneath God-given commandments of God. He said, I have commanded thee to be strong and of good courage. Now, I know he can't make us be courageous. And I know he can't make us be joyful in the Christian life. But we sure can yield to what he wants. And in the Christian life, we're to possess the land of Canaan. There'll be many battles. There'll be insurmountable odds. If you've been in the ministry 10 minutes, the devil don't like it. All the imps of hell don't like it. And I will tell you, every Christian is going to have battles. Say amen. If you're not having battles, that means you're going the same way he is, and there's no friction when two people are going the same way. But if you start going against the devil, the world, and the flesh, there is going to be friction. Amen. And if you try to do something for God, and you surrender to the call of God, whoo, I'm telling you, all hell will try to stop you. And the first way he tries to stop you is discouragement. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Before I even got to Dalton, Georgia, we had a lot of adversity. My pastor killed his wife. I'll go to my grave believing he did. He got off by a great, great, by a fancy lawyer named Bobby Lee Cook, Augusta, Georgia. Had scratches on his face at the funeral. Called in adultery. Church split down the middle. And I said, Lord, if I can ever get out of this place, I will go into the business world and forget this stuff called the ministry. I was that discouraged. If God had not encouraged Connie and I, we would have never had the privilege of meeting you. And that would have been such a shame. I'd have never had the privilege of being pastor of Whitfield Baptist Church. I'm still in my first pastorate. 
Every Christian is going to have battles. And he's going to try to nip you in the mind, not in the bud. He's going to try to nip you in the emotions. All of us are emotional people. Some of you don't show it, but you still are emotional, or you would go to sleep at night better. Say amen. Y'all might hold it in, and you might smile by faith like I do sometimes, but I guarantee you inside, God has given you some emotions. And so this last phrase of verse 5, it says, I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And then he goes into it right off, right off the bat. It said, be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and very courageous. And then in verse 9, be strong and good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. You know, God can take care of you. Amen. And where God calls, he provides. First of all, I believe that we've got to get a hold of God's word and we need to get a word from God that we're called. We're called to take the new land. We're called to battle. Joshua was called to be a leader. And folks, leadership in the warfare against the devil, you become a target. God will take care of every problem. God will take care of every burden. Financial domestic, whatever. He'll take care of it because my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, which is a promise to a missionary church. God will take care of you. God will encourage you to keep on keeping on because you are called. Jo Joseph. Joshua was called. He was called and he must have been afraid and he must have been apt to have discouragement and praise God, he led the people. I think about Lori Basham. On furlough. Trying to get more support. Been faithful. I mean faithful. And get the news that her mother and her aunt, and I believe another young man, was practically decapitated by a Mack truck in the middle of a highway and, and it was a terrible accident, terrible wreck, like you saw up the road, Miss Teresa, just, a, just a, missed it by two minutes going from visitation. And I'm, I'm sure the devil whispered to her saying, wait a minute, you're a missionary's wife, you've been faithful, you've given up your home, you didn't spend time with your mama uh, because you was on the field and, and now look what's happening, Lori. Why don't you tell your husband to go jump in a lake? Why don't you tell your husband it ain't worth it? Why don't you just tell your husband if this is what God's going to allow in my life, I'm not going back. That sweet little lady packed up her kids, raised $20,000, as the letter said, they're back on the field. And they had their first service this Sunday morning. <laughs> Take that devil. Take that devil. And see, friend, a lot of us would have went to the porch. I'd have probably went to the mental institute. I'd probably went to the nursing home. I don't know where I'd be. I hope my wife would encourage me not to quit. But you never know what's going to happen in your life try to get you discouraged. 
And so you better be sure of one thing. By His Word, God has called you. And God didn't call you to quit. And God didn't call you to wonder. And God didn't call you to borderline Christianity. God didn't call you to soak and sour and get bitter. God called you to lead. God called you to be a man of God. God called you to be a woman of God. God called you to lead your children. God called you to bring your children up in their nurture, admonition of the Lord. God called you to teach that Sunday school class. God called you to support missionaries. God called you to preach. God called you to be a missionary. And folks, his calling makes a difference. And if you're not called, don't try it in the flesh because you won't make it. Number two, discouragement comes through not believing the Word of God. Number one, I'll get to two in a minute. I'm not finished yet on point number one. I want you to look at verse eight, please. Verse eight. Don't you love the Word of God? Amen. And here is the challenge to Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now, friend, if you're going to be a leader, you can't be a borderline Christian. You've got to separate and sanctify yourself by the truth, or you won't make it. It says, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. What's his way? To lead God's people to victory. What's his way? To set the example. Trample a child in the way he should go and he will not depart from it. The way is you walk it and let him see it. Look at this. It shall be prosperous. That means spiritually fruitful. And then thou shalt have good Success. What's success? It's fulfilling what God's called you to do. Amen? You better pray for failure out of the will of God. The most dangerous thing that can happen is you be successful out of the will of God. That you be successful with your personality, successful with your physique, successful with your debonair etiquette. Folks, listen, you better pray that God would make you successful in the things of God. And that might mean you decrease that He increases. It might be you'll be humbled. It might be you go through suffering and some of the greatest men and ladies of God have went through horrendous testings. Lost their children. Lost their... Adaran Judson lost so many wives and and lost his health, and he came back to the States, and, and his own mission board disowned him. And he went over for God, and God moved in a mighty way, and there's millions of Burmanese that are saved, and, and a Bible translated in their language, because he did not quit. But he didn't have it easy. Folks, this prosperity gospel that says, if you'll just serve God, it'll all be fun. It'll all be glamorous. You'll be written up and you'll have lights and strobe lights and you'll, they'll stand up and clap when you walk into the auditorium. And oh, folks, listen, that's nothing but flesh. Folks, sometimes God calls you to suffer. As Stephen, reaching Paul. 
as Paul prayed three times for whatever it was in the flesh to be eliminated. And Elijah discouraged, running down the road, Jezebel behind him. Thank God for verse 5, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Discouragement can cause defeat. Discouragement in God's work can cause you to be sidelined. Discouragement can be contagious. You ever been discouraged as a family? And I want to tell you something. Thank God for you ladies. A lot of times you ladies are the thermostat of the, of the home. You're the Holy Spirit. You got God the Father. You got the Son, the Daughter. But I want to tell you something. Uh, God the Holy Spirit a lot of times manifested through the wife, through the mama. She's the spirit of the home. And I want to tell you something. If you ever get a rotten attitude, ladies, you can bring your man down quick. I'm going to tell you something. If I didn't have an encouraging, faithful, spirit-filled wife, I'd have never made it these 42 years. Can somebody say amen? Y'all know me, don't you? I'd have been out of here. I'm temperamental, uh, emotional. I have a wife that's the spirit of our home. Thank God for ladies that are the spirit of their home. They're not discouraged. But I want to tell you something. You get a pastor's wife discouraged, you've got the man of God right where in the crosshairs of the devil. She'll say, I don't think anybody likes us. I don't think anybody likes the children. I don't think those sister flaps y'all talked about me in the hall over her. I just hate this church. You just do that about five or six weeks. That man of God is out of here. Amen. My wife has been so hurt in these 42 years by people. Attacked. Our children attacked. And they're no longer here. I'm still here. Only because I didn't let it discourage me. I didn't get even. I didn't let it eat my lunch. I didn't lose 20 weeks of sleep. I, could, uh, I didn't lose uh, my appetite. Amen, I ain't going to start missing meals over somebody hurting me. Now, they hurt my wife, I might miss a few meals. I'm just saying this, friend. Blessed is the man who sits not in the seat of the scornful. Say amen. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Look at verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. It's a way of life. Folks, what he was saying is, Joshua... You just can't study the Word for an outline. And you can't just study the Word for a lesson. You need to let the Word of God be part of your life. Meditate. That means chew the cud. Let it become part of you. I mean, bring it into being. Let it be engrafted into your very being. The engrafted Word of God becomes part of you. And blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. It's easy just to join them. Say amen right there. But listen to this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And I read this chapter 1 of Psalms just for this. And in the law doth he meditate day and night. Day and night. And he shall be like a tree. Here it is. Planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. Whatsoever he doth shall prosper. There's the word prosper again. But the ungodly are not so. They're like chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
I'm glad he knows where we're at. I'm glad in the trials of life, this is encouraging, I will be with thee and I will not fail thee. That's enough to go on right there, amen? amen. Be not afraid, Joshua. Be encouraged and thank God, folks. Listen, you can look at discouraged people and get down. You can look at your past and see how somebody mistreated you if you want to and let the past, boys, the present ruin the future. And you can look all you want to at yourself and you will be disappointed because in yourself you cannot be the Joshua that God wants you to be. But if you'll look to Jesus and you'll listen to his word and you'll lean on his promises and then you'll put that word in action in your heart the Bible says you will be prosperous, that you'll be successful. <sighs> I'd like to close by drawing your attention to the wilderness psalm, Psalms 107. And three times the Lord told Joshua not to be discouraged, not to be dismayed, not to be afraid, and don't quit. And then in Psalms 107, there's, a th there's three times this phrase is mentioned, and I want to show you the background, and we'll go. We've got about three minutes. Give me ten. This is a group of discouraged Christians. Four times they fall in a situation where discouragement overtakes them. You ever had discouragement just overtake you? Oh, you're like, no, not me, brother. Praise God. I'm praising God every day. Well, could I have some counseling with you? And not me counseling you, but you counsel me if you're that high all the time. <clears throat> I think not. But I want you to look at verse 4 and 5 of Psalms 107. It says, they wandered in the wilderness. There they are. <laughs> in a solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. No wonder they were discouraged. Look at verse 5. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainteth in them. Not their body, their soul fainted. That means they were discouraged. They wondered, hungry, thirsty. Look at verse 6. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. They cried unto the Lord. Verse 7 says, and he led them forth by the right way they might go to a city of habitation, the promised land. And look at verse 8. This is the phrase that's repeated over and over again. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Praise God, they forgot where they lived, Egypt. They forgot how bad it was to be a slave to the devil and sin. They forgot how wonderful it was to be saved. And that's why in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he said, hey, whatever you do, teach your children and your children's children. Isn't it a blessing to have grandchildren? Yes. Amen. That he is the Lord thy God. And then he said, Teach them also to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all their might. And then he said, hey, put it on the post of your door. When you get up, when you go to bed, just surround your whole home with the Lord 
and his love and love the Lord thy God. If you're going to establish a great nation, and then he gave them a warning in about 11, verse 11, says, and don't forget him. And don't forget where you came from. And don't forget what God did to split the Red Sea. Don't forget those 10 plagues. Don't forget the God of this world, little G, was overcome by God Almighty. Don't forget it. But they did. And so he said, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Now look at verse 10. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadows of death, being bound in affliction and iron, they went into captivity. Look at verse 11. Because they rebelled against the words of God, there is the source of discouragement. There's the source of defeat. There's the foothold of the devil. And contemned the counsel of the Most High God. Isn't that amazing? That the Most High God... Have you got your Bibles? You ought to underline the Most High God. The God of hosts. The Lord of victory. Darkness, death, and rebellion was there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look what happened in verse 13. Again, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. Amen. Cried unto the Lord. The Bible says they prayed. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what pain we often bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Look at verse 14. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. I want to tell you something, friend. You're not, you're not free on the borderline. You're not free doing what you want to do and putting Jesus in your schedule. Some people, it never crossed their mind to come back tonight. I don't know how in the world some people justify family time on Sunday night. Folks, have Saturday. Go all day Saturday. Hey, praise God, do it Friday. Hey, Thursday, have them over to eat again. Praise the Lord, live with them. I don't think it's biblical that you live with your children, but, you know, sometimes you have to because they're broke. Don't take God's day as a family day unless you all come to the house of God together. Amen. These newfangled contemporary churches, they only have one service a week because they can't get the performance ready by Sunday night. You say, you shouldn't be ugly. I'm not being ugly, I'm being truthful. Right. Have enough to last them to our concert. Man, I'd count the moments I can come back to church on Sunday night. Say Amen. Y'all might not enjoy as much as I do, but I'm enjoying this. I love this. Amen. I don't feel 68 tonight. I don't even look it. And I sure don't want to act it. I'm going to enjoy myself, serving God. But if I have sin in my life, rebellion in my life, I'm wandering in the wilderness, and I'm in distress. And I'm stressing everybody else out while I'm doing it. Let's go on, verse 15. Oh, here it is again, second time. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Let's read it together, 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness 
and for the wonderful works to the children of men. God's good. All the time. Men ought to praise the Lord. But you cannot praise God unless you have faith in his presence and his promises. Now let's look at verse 17 through 19. I'll close. It says, Foos, oh my. For he hath broken the gates of the brass and cut the bars of the iron in sunder. Foos, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all matter of meat. They got dissatisfied with God's manna. And they drew near unto the gates of death. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. They cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saveth them out of all their distresses. Stressed out leads to depression. They repeat this situation. Verse 28. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. Isn't God patient? He maketh the storms a calm, so that the ways thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them into their desired haven. Abundant life. Victorious Canaan land. Now look at this. Verse 31. You with me? Oh, here it is, third time. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Same way out. Three times. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. There's no need for you to be discouraged. Why? Because he is God. He's the provider. And he is more than able. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Perfect love casts out fear. There's a lot of fear in marriage because everybody's thinking, man, number one, I don't think I'm going to get married. Number two, if I get married, will he fulfill me? Will he bring security in my life? And folks, we're looking at the wrong he. We need to look to God for our security and our significance in marriage. But folks, there's a lot of people afraid to get married. They're afraid to date. Bible says a man findeth a good thing. I think a man ought to be the initiator of this, of this uh, marriage stuff. Say amen. amen. Don't you let no Jezebel proposition you. Amen, man. Come on. Amen. I'm trying to help you now. You need to be the initiator. You need to go after somebody spiritual. Say amen. But after you go after her and after you get her, Praise God, don't you think she's going to fulfill all your significance? Only Jesus can do that. That's my first session. I ain't got nothing to teach on this Thursday. Praise God. Let me just close with saying this. Joshua, you're about to face the battle of your life. Joshua, Moses is dead. You're the man. Joshua, go take the land. I'll divide the I'll divide the Jordan River. I'll work miracles like you've never seen miracles in your life. I mean, you'll walk around a wall 13 times and that thing will collapse. <laughs> I'll do some things that you'll never seen before, but I'm going to tell you something. 
Don't trust yourself. And don't look to these, this past episode of how they treated Moses. And don't look to this generation when you said, hey, let's go take them. And none of them says, no, we ain't taking them. We're staying right here in our little sin, our little situation, our little self-security. We're not going over there, Joshua. Don't look back. Don't be afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whatsoever thou goest. But I didn't read the most important part of verse 9. Have not I commanded thee. Have not I commanded thee. Be strong and have good courage. Father, use this message. There's many that are discouraged. There's many that's not discouraged, but they, the devil will try to get them discouraged. God, I pray that they'll look back to their calling to be a victorious Christian, to be a leader to their children, to be a leader in this church. Lord, help us to never, never, never forget to praise you that we're so blessed. As we think about what you've done, we start counting our blessings one by one. We realize we don't deserve all that you've done for us, but we praise you forever and throughout eternity for being so good to us. God, forgive us. Forgive us for being afraid. Forgive us for not getting out of our comfort zone and stepping out by faith and doing some things that we know we can't do in our own strength. But God help us to get a hold of the will of God, the call of God. And Lord, you said that you'd plant us, that you'd prosper us, that there'd be fruit in season for your glory. God, you'd make us Joshua's as we walk in your strength. And as we believe with all our heart and meditate day and night in your word. God, help, it not, help us not just to be emergency ration Christians and just call on you and get in your word when everything falls apart. God, may we meditate day and night. May we get up Rise up with the Word of God. Go through the day with the Word of God. Stay, go to bed at night with the Word of God on our heart. And God, may we do and heed and obey wholeheartedly the Word of God and not let the devil discourage us. With every head bowed, every eye closed, musicians are playing if you'd like to come and pray. Seal this message to your heart. You're welcome to. Let's stand quietly to our feet.